What what was it that that bound you to Dilbert that led you to then continue reading Dilbert even once you'd been suckered by the picture of the dog, Ashley? I am not sure. I think part of it is just like being slightly abnormal as a child mm. and existing kind of slightly before, like at a time where we had internet, but it was like sort of shitty dial up and, you know, you had to like plug out the phone to put the internet cable in. Um, if you have any like uh, 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 Gen Zers listening, then maybe so the was, internet uh, was a thing that was not once yeah. all encompassing. Yeah, uh, you, you, you had to log on to it. You had to you had to go on the computer. You weren't just in a constant state of being on the computer. You had yeah. to sit down and switch on a physical switch to be on the computer. Yeah, you had to you had to. Buy a copy of Dilbert's desktop games from Electronics Boutique for nine dollars. You had to heat up your own Dilberito. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a real thing that Scott Adams actually made. I, I would That's say, what he calls his dick. I would I mean, also my, say my too, answer. Sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead, Alice, please. My answer for why I like Dilbert, aside from being a fucking nerd, was that I wanted to be like my dad, right? So, like, they were his books, and he he worked in an office, and so he went to work in the business factory every day, and so I was just like. Oh, okay. This is what adults do: is they have a nice, respectable yeah. laugh about skin cubicles. Yeah, also it's, true. It's like the literature equivalent of trying on your dad's suit jacket. Yes. Yeah. Ah. I would also say, just as the resident old person on this show, because uh, I am I am now officially thirty six and no longer in the demographic of eighteen to thirty five. So I am old. Mm. Um. So in the end of nineteen ninety five, Calvin and Hobbes ended in America, which was like the most popular. Uh, newspaper cartoon just shortly after history and uh, yeah exactly everything got worse thanks Bill yeah. Morrison didn't, didn't but, the far side end about then too yeah like, about the year before right around that same time and so the thing about it is that uh, Dilbert was like the it wasn't as popular but it was sort of like the thing that became popular in the wake of that and so it got pushed pretty hard because when there's a popular newspaper comic or at least in those days in american newspapers like obviously it drives subscriptions to some extent and so that stuff got you know any mark also unlike calvin and Hobbes, scott adams was absolutely fine with all marketing uh and so it just got pushed heavily and so it was everywhere and it became this kind of like thing you look sort of looked forward to reading in the newspaper in the sense that like well your favorite comic was gone but like all the other comics completely sucked like they all were bad every single one of them was bad you didn't like, like mary worth no i really didn't i, I <laughs> didn't like heathcliff. Funky i didn't like heathcliff i didn't like fucking are you saying that mallard fillmore didn't scratch your itch yeah it was weird too i mean i, I, I was just I, hanging out waiting for the latest map the only one, the only one I ever, I that just, was me. Kids lined up around the block, <laughs> waiting twenty-four hours for the new mat to drop. Yeah, I mean it was exactly. It was really amazing because like when when every single newspaper cartoon was basically something in remembrance of nine eleven on like nine twelve or nine thirteen or whatever I can't remember when it was. Like mm. at least that was the one day when I understood Kathy. But like the point being here. <laughs> Kathy looking out of her window on the 130th floor. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Certain people told to stay home. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, I, K- K- Kathy realizing that her diet instructor was Zacharias Musawi and having to cover up the fucking trail. <laughs> no, I mean, so basically, I think from the perspective of being like a kid entering, I was right at the end of elementary school or primary school at that age. Um, it just it became a cultural phenomenon really fast. I think because it got pushed super hard. Um, and then yeah, like it was also my parents liked it. They actually thought it was funny, and so yeah, I think there was that sort of phenomenon of like it's an adult comic yeah. about adult stuff as opposed to like it's a comic about ennui and hell. Yeah, I also really liked Dilbert again because I was also a fucking nerd as a child, as I think we all were. But I specifically, uh, uh, Ashling, the article you wrote really got to me because I fucking had the Dilbert book, the same, the Dilbert principle, uh, because someone had left it in uh, like a holiday home that we were in. And I was like so bored on this holiday when I was like eight that I like read this entire book like twice um, and uh, was really was really taken with the bits. I thought this was like the funniest shit I'd ever read. Yeah, and it is quite true. funny. We, we is- do owe a little tiny bit of our humor to this insane sex hypnosis magician, Scott <laughs> Adams. Yeah, he taught me how to be a sex wizard. He gave yeah. us permission to be weird. And by weird, I mean selling a cartoon themed burrito. He was the first man who made my dick curl up at the end. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Scott also, I've, Adams- I've posted in the Zencaster chat the Dilbert strip that ran on September 11th, 2001. Uh, it's oh, awesome. It's not as, uh, like, sort of, like, perfect as the family circus from September 10th, where Ooh. Billy is letting loose a paper plane, but it's, it's up there. If you imagine that they work in the World Trade Center anyway. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, maybe did Scott Adams have uh, foreknowledge of what was going on? Where was he on September 11th? Why was he he getting flight training? Yeah, drawing this. Uh, Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, It's also tagged 9-11 inside job. (laughs) 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 On on (laughs) Dilbert.com? Oh, fuck, it is! I thought you were taking the piss, but it genuinely is! Oh my god! Yo, that's fucking awesome. I I love that uh, Scott Adams is going on Truanon now. Yeah, I mean, I oh, love really? how I love the the dazed look on the the guy who uh, who got fired and is being moved out of the office, but the, he's getting moved out. Well, I mean, he didn't realize it was the best thing that ever happened to him. That's right. Since he, he was he worked in the admin side of Windows he on the opened, world. The falling man, it was that guy. He opened that cubicle. email from Mossad. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus, man, th- uh, this uh, just keeps going. Me their mailing list, just sending it straight to junk, not knowing. I, I know he was just like banging these out, but like on September twelfth, a totally normal Dilbert ran <laughs> on well, schedule. Well, the world. How do you sit? Yeah, I love that sitting down on nine eleven. Like, well, the the terrorists will win if I don't write a Dilbert. I'm strip. just scrolling through until I get to anything that acknowledges nine eleven, and I'm, I'm trying towards- the same thing. I mean, sometimes they have these things, uh, they have these things like, you know, scheduled in advance, but. The uh, comic on uh, September 12th, uh, the hashtags on there is okay, hashtag cross grain on accounting, hashtag system, hashtag lose respect. That's right. Only suckers died on 9 11. (laughs) Oh, and and you spelled accounts receivable wrong in the hashtag. I like brokers who didn't die in 9 11. Yeah, that's right. Uh, So this is. This is the, this oh man 911 Scott Adams what a what a what a thing to think about Can we talk so, about the sex hypnosis that's my favorite thing about so, Scott Adams So uh, I'll I'll get to that So cuz he used to be a guy who just worked at a Pacific Bell engineering company drew this little comic of just all the weirdness 
of his en- of his experiences as an engineer in this company. Mm. Uh, These days, he might be in a big dorm with some other people, yeah, writing probably, about those experiences. He probably would think co living is good for other people. Um, and he's an interesting weirdo who is now, as I'm sure many people listening to this uh, podcast will know, is like a really intense Trump booster. But because he's a weird guy, he focuses on, uh, he loves rhetoric. He loves the concept of power, rhetoric and persuasion. And so that leads him to view the world as like just something to play with with words. And in fact, Ashley, I'm going to read from your article. The world of Dilbert is entirely built around this surface-level rhetorical play, which works great for a throwaway comic and would have been great if Adams stayed had Adams had kept them there. He makes the constant use of something I'm going to call, for want of a better term, the sophoid, something which has the outer semblance of wisdom, but none of the substance, something that sounds weighty if you say it confidently enough, yet can be easily thrown away as just a thought if it won't hold up for scrutiny. And he sees this world the world that he lives in as one of pure rhetoric, where it's just People sitting in offices or in later cases, people sitting at home watching Donald Trump on TV, basically trying to get one over on one another using words, right? Mm. Does that, make, also, does that like, sort of gel with your, your, what you think? Yeah, I mean, so it's worth pointing out that originally uh, in 2016, he was kind of hedging and he was saying, no, no, I'm going to I'm going to vote for Hillary. It's just that uh, I think Trump is he has a great way with words and he knows how to. Uh, you know, he's really into like hypnosis and uh, all and uh, rhetoric and basically the power to to trick people with words. Uh, so at first he was kind of talking about him, about Trump as as this admirable figure, but he was hedging it a lot. And then eventually he was just like, yeah, I think it's great. Um, I don't think he seems to have noticed that he kind of fell into uh, under Trump's rhetorical spell. Um, I guess he's never seen that uh, that meme that's just the big picture of Garfield that says you are not immune to propaganda. I don't know if he has like a beef with uh, with Garfield. Yeah, well, I mean, he also um, did Garfield as well, of course. I mean, you, you talk about immunity to propaganda. I picked a Dilbert strip at random, which you can do. And so I find Dilbert from May 14th, 2017, I invited a climate scientist to explain the risk of climate change to our company. And he says, human activity is warming the earth and will lead to a global catastrophe. And Dilbert says, how do scientists know that? And the scientist calls him a science denier. Yeah. Uh, and Just then an Scott awesome Adams- guy.